You're listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. My name is Ben Anderson. I'm an associate pastor here at the church, and my sidekick is Pastor Michael Green. What's up? Not much. We're just ready to hang out (laughs) and uh, have a great podcast. But as always, thank you so much for joining us every single week. As always, I'd like to remind you guys, Tuesdays, uh, we release uh, the message in podcast form. Uh, So make sure always check that out. Then Thursday afternoons are conversations podcast. So typically that's Pastor Michael and I hanging out talking about uh, different topics, topics that you uh, want us to talk about and kind of sometimes topics that we want to talk about. (laughs) So it kind of depends on the week. But if there is something you want us to talk about, make sure let us know. Head on over to our website, limabaptisttemple.org. Um, slash central hub. There's a lot of different forms there or several that you can fill out. Just make sure that we know you're talking about the podcast. Yeah. So we'd love to wrestle with the things that you have questions about. So Michael, last week was Sunday was Father's Day. Yeah. Did you have a good Father's Day? Yeah. Probably should ask you that. I'm (laughs) trying to remember what I did. It's kind of a a distant memory now. (laughs) It's been a few days. (laughs) I just relaxed. It was nice. My parents actually came in town and took, you know, my two oldest. Wow. Well, I actually went to pick up my kids because they were, <laughs> we, I had officiated a wedding that weekend. Yeah. So after church, we drove two and a half right, hours to Michigan. We hung out there, grilled out, swam for a little bit, and then drove two and a half hours back. Um, so you Just, left your kids on Father's Day. I went and got my kids <laughs> on Father's Day. <laughs> hey, yin and yang. I guess that's how it works. Yeah. But it was a great Father's Day, and we're kind of – Somewhat keeping with that theme for uh, the next uh, couple of weeks. But as parents, you know, we get asked all sorts of questions. You know, some are easy, like, hey, tell me about Jesus. And that's, you know, that might be easy for us. And sometimes they're a little bit harder. Uh, But through the filter of parenting and fatherhood and what it means, you know, to be a mom, you know, over the next two weeks, I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about, answer two questions. So this week, we're going to wrestle with what does it mean to be a man Okay. Uh, based on, you know, scripture and what the Bible says? And then next week, we'll talk about what does it mean to be a woman? What so, we won't talk about. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring in some experts for that. <laughs> so we're working on that. It'll be a, a great couple of weeks. But it's important for us parents to kind of understand that and just be able to. One, it's important, too, that we have a defining role of what Correct. it means to be a man, especially in today's culture yeah. with so much things going on in the culture that we need to define what does a biblical mm, man and a biblical woman really look like. Yeah. Well, and I think too, even like if you look at it from the culture's point of view, I mean, just think of, we talked a little bit about this last yep. week, but you know, we're goofy. We're always getting in trouble. Yeah. We're kind of in this, especially younger men, right? Yeah. Like, 20 to 30s like it's almost like you still are a kid yeah like nobody wants to take responsibility and we'll talk about some Mm. of that more but Mm -hmm. there's a lot there yeah uh to unpack but yeah so the next couple weeks we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a biblical man what does it mean to be a biblical woman we'll bring in some guest professionals for that 
Um, but today, what does it mean to be a biblical man? So my kids have not asked me that question. Uh, yeah, I haven't <laughs> I mean, got that question yet either. My, but I mean, ultimately, we're trying to train them in that already. Correct. Like we're, you know, we're already doing things, you know, that we're going to talk about later to push them down that path. Yeah. And hopefully they're seeing us, you know, live example. out yep. these things. So it's not so much, you know, that our kids are kind of young still. They're probably not going to, they're not thinking in that mentality yeah. yet. But eventually they will ask us those questions and we'd be like, man, weren't you watching us the last 10 years? <laughs> no. So let's kind of go through these and we'll talk about them. Um, but what does it mean to be a biblical man? I think the first, you know, couple lay the foundation and, you know, these would be the same for a woman too. Uh, but the first thing is a biblical man is a lover of God. Yeah. You know, that is the great commandment, the greatest commandment, love God. Yeah. And the second half, half of that is, is love, love others. others. So that, I mean, ultimately as any, any person, male or female, correct, man or woman, this is our primary commands is to love God first with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our might. That means every ounce of us. That doesn't mean we, yep. we hold stuff back. Um, and then to be a lover of others, to love other people. Yeah. So I, even when I think of loving other people, if we look at it from you know the church standpoint, we have you know love your neighbors which is those outside of the church and then mm -hmm. the new commandment, which is, you know, love the body of Christ. So I, I kind of just wrapped all those up into. Well, and if you think about the word love, right? Like love is a, is a huge word. You know, we'll, we'll say things like I love chocolate or I love, you know, my dog. Like that's not the same level of love we're talking about for God and for others. You know, mm -hmm. loving something is not like yeah. loving God. It, and, it, and it doesn't even use, it doesn't word, use the word in the text to like God or be a fan of God. Mm, it says to love God, which means he is your desire. He is your yeah. passion. He is your, you know, he is everything that you could want in God. And are we loving him? And, you know, we can get into that. Like, what does that look like? It could be a whole podcast. It could be a whole <laughs> podcast, you know, because a lot of – I think a lot of men are just not lovers of God. They're just yeah. not. And so if, if, if they're not a lover of God, they really can't be a lover of others yeah. because loving others flows out of our love for God. And I, there's a lot of men that sit in a church on Sundays or claim to be a Christ follower that their true love is not God. Their true love is a woman. Their true love is a game system, Xbox, PlayStation. Maybe what they do, their job. What they do, you know. Yeah. Um, they they love their appetite, you know. They love to eat. You know I mean? I'll, there's a lot of things, mm -hmm. and, and that's, you know, going down the road of idolatry. Yep. Of, and I think you talked about that a little bit on Sunday. A little Sunday bit, yep. About how, you know, like – there's idols in our lives, and if we're loving anything more than God, it becomes an idol. It does. But it's things we don't even normally think of. You know, it's not necessarily we're worshiping another god or yeah. a golden calf, but it's these things that pop up. And... It's the things that consume your time yeah. and your energy and your thought life mm. and the, the, the things that are consuming you. Yeah. Is it God or is it something else? Yeah. One of the things that we say a lot on our team here is because our mission is go serve love. And you guys have heard us talk about that on our podcast. But we'll often say love is the engine that powers the going and serving. And, you know, that has to be first. We have to love God first. We have to love others 
inside and outside of the church. Yeah. So yeah, a biblical man loves God. He loves others. Um, the third one is a biblical man is loyal. 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 I think of a golden retriever. I do think of a golden retriever That's too. That, when I think of loyalty, I think of like golden retriever or like a knight to his king. Yep. Um, so what does that look like as a man? Yeah. I think to me, I think loyalty is almost like a lost art, right? Like I feel like you don't see it as much as you used to. Yeah. Uh, and I think you kind of put this with commitment. It, you know, it's yep. kind of tied, um, you know, together there. But, you know, when I think of a man, I think, you know, we're, are we loyal to our families? You know, are yeah. we committed to them? Are we loyal to, you know, our workplace? Are we stabbing them in the back? Are we loyal? And I, you could just go on yeah. and on and on. Yeah. <clears throat> when, well, I think more of a, like, what is the object of our loyalty mm-hmm. from that perspective? Like, and it goes back to loving God, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we can be, we can be, ultimately, we're, we should be loyal to God. Um, but beyond that, our families, our workplace, um, you know, those are two big things that a lot of times we're not seeing, well, especially in the workplace. Yeah. I mean, think about how many men um, that skirt around the edges or don't mm. follow the rules or, yep. you know, are hiding things. Uh, you know, maybe they're not writing down, you know, exactly how much they spent on this yeah. trip. Um, or they're buying meals out of company yeah. um, money, yep. right? I mean, that's that's a that's a yeah. that's a big deal. It is. You know, one of the things I think of too is we talked about last week a little bit, but you know, are we loyal to our friends? You know, there's even some proverbs that talk about how, you know, friends sometimes are even more loyal than a family member, right? Yeah. So lots there with loyalty. Let's move on to the next one. A biblical man is a servant and he leads courageously. You know, I love talking about this topic. I know we've hashed it out a lot on the podcast. I can't remember, you know, what we've shared and what we haven't. Yeah. But Matthew 20, 26 through 27, one of my favorite passages. I think I say that a lot too. I have a lot of favorite verses. <laughs> but whoever will be great among you must be your servant. And that's kind of. It's not the whole verse, but that's a phrase from it. Yeah. So how we lead is by serving people, by loving people. We need to do that courageously. We can't be cowards. We can't back down. Mm. We have to be willing to get in the messiness and the (laughs) nitty gritty of life. And it's kind of junky sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I can't remember exactly if this is where Jesus is being asked by the disciples who is the the great. Like who's the great I think disciple? This is, a... is it a different spot? I can't remember. Um, but I remember the disciples asking yeah. him, like, who is James and John, who's the greatest? Yeah. Like, who's the greatest disciple? Yeah. And he gives them this rebuttal of, you know, being a servant, being the least yeah. is what it means to be the greatest. Yeah. And it's like if we can get that into our head, you know, this is really hard for the guy who is a yeah. mechanic and he's not running the shop any any like he's mm. not running the shop. He's under the car, getting yeah. covered, working his butt off, getting paid mm. less than the guy sitting in the office in the air conditioning. Like this is a hard thing for that guy or a guy in a similar role to grasp to be a servant, you know, and and to serve where God has placed you, you know, in your job, in your family, 
you know, amongst friends mm. in the church. I mean, we're, there's a lot of guys that aren't serving in their local church. Yeah. They're just not They're they, they, they show up on Sundays and Wednesdays to attend and partake in the services, but you don't see them serving in their church in any other capacity. Yeah. And it's like Jesus modeled mm. servanthood for us. He modeled what it looked like to be a servant. Um, and then to, to lead courageously, that's a, yeah, that's, that's a tough one because it is. I don't care who you are. There's a, a lot most men have a a thing in them that wants to please other people like and even the ones that don't like yeah. i'm a big people pleaser <laughs> <laughs> so it's so when you want to be pleasing to people it's hard to live courageously because sometimes you're going to have to do things that make other mm. people upset you're going to have to do because it's the right thing yeah not not because it's your personal preference not because you're doing it just to, to spite somebody else, but you're going to have to make a decision that overall is the right decision. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, th I think of you leaving your insurance and coming yeah. to work at a church. Like that was a huge step of courageous living. That, There's I mean, a lot yeah. of craziness there, <laughs> yeah. but, but it, it worked out great. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I even think of it in the context of our families and even kind of back to the idol thing. You know, sometimes, you know, as dads, mm. as a biblical leader, as a biblical man, we have to call things out in our families mm, come on. that are uncomfortable. Yeah. So maybe that I talked about it on Sunday, maybe it's sports a little bit Yeah. and how sports can be an idol and having those conversations with your family. Like, hey, I know we all love this. I know we love doing yeah. this together and it's a lot of fun and we have great family time. Yeah. But is it taking priority over things yeah leading courageously is not the easiest thing to do uh, especially if there's any ounce of, in you that wants to please the people around you whether it's your family whether mm. it's your team at your business you know whatever it is that yep. you're leading wherever god has placed you to lead doing that courageously and doing the right thing all the time is not an easy thing to do yeah, we want to be liked we want but to be loved. as a biblical man that's what we're called to do yeah amen that's good stuff so let's move on to the next one. Uh, kind of, uh, we talked a little bit about this, but a biblical man is kind, humble, and honest. Uh, just a couple of passages there. Uh, Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. Do nothing out mm. of selfish ambition or conceit. That's Philippians 2.3. But yeah. in humility, count others more significant. I heard a really, really good definition of being humble. Uh, it was by, I think, Ed Welch. So he's he's not like super well-known, but he's very well-known in like the biblical counseling arena. So he's a, a big biblical counselor. And I was listening to a session he did at a biblical counseling session. And he said, for an individual to be humbled, it means that they are settled under God. So we understand understand you know we're under god and we're settled we're confident in that but in addition to being settled under god we're settled among people like we don't have anything to prove we yeah. don't have a fight to pick we're just we're settled among them yeah and i love that definition of being it's good humble because I, I even think about my life i mean i i worry about what people think i want to make <laughs> sure i say the right things and you know we should do you know we want to be aware of that but to be settled among people that's 
that's tough. Well, and I go back to the living courageously, leading courageously, and being kind, humble, and honest. Mm. Like leading courageously doesn't mean bossing people around. It doesn't mean throwing your weight around. It doesn't mean, you know, dropping the hammer on situations, you know, because we're called to lead courageously, but we're also called to be kind, humble, and honest. And there's this, like, tension between those two Mm. things of of leading and living courageously and being kind and humble because a lot of times we can – we can justify people pleasing because we're saying, oh, we're being kind, mm. we're being honest, we're yep. being humble. Like, you know what I mean? But the reality is sometimes we're just not willing to be courageous. Mm. And so there's this, there's this constant, it's kind of a, a pendulum or a, 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 a weight balancing act of leading and living courageously, but also being kind, being humble, and being mm. honest. And, and having that the spirit of kindness and spirit of, of humbleness, but also being willing to, you know, occasionally hurt people in a nice way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Occasionally have to have a conversation with somebody or point out something in a loving, kind, humble, honest manner. Um, That's a difficult thing to balance. It is. And I think what I found in my life, you know, if I'm being kind, if I'm being humble, if I'm, you know, being gentle, you know, any of those words you yeah. know, that we want to use. And they see that consistently, mm, right? That's good. Over and over and over. Yeah. You can yep. be more courageous and call people out and do it in a way that's appropriate. And they respect it. They may not like it. Yeah. And the actual conversation, yeah. it might be a little bit tense and yeah. there might be some back and forth. Even, you know, I might get a little you know, edgy and, you know, heated about the situation. Yeah, but if that, we're humble, we can step back and just have a really good conversation. It's about that it. principle of putting change in the pocket. Yep. Of if they're seeing a consistent theme of me being kind, humble, and honest, and they see me living, you know, this example, then yeah, when we need to make those hard, courageous mm-hmm. decisions, um, you know, we, we hopefully we've put enough change yep. in their pocket that, you know, when we withdraw some, mm-hmm. It's they're good. not going to feel empty yep. and they're not just going to feel a hundred percent defeated. Yeah. And I think too, when you're kind, humble, honest about those situations, you can filter through, is this something that really needs addressed or is this more of a personal preference? <laughs> is it something that just irritates me or is it something that, you know, is I'm kind of talking about a team environment that needs yeah. to be addressed because it's affecting everybody. And I think when we view it through that, that helps a lot too. But yeah, a lot we could talk about there. But let's move on to the next one. Um, a biblical man is self-disciplined and responsible. First uh, Timothy 4, 7 through 8 says, Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So I like the idea of training, right? Yeah. And self-discipline and Mm -hmm. responsibility. And, you know, it's easy to say those words, but (laughs) to be consistently self-disciplined in all the areas that God's calling us to be, you know, a lover of him, are we consistently praying, fellowshipping, 
fellowshipping with him, spending time in God's. Uh, we could just go on and on and on there. Well, and are we being self-disciplined in how we eat, mm-hmm. what we're putting into our bodies, or how we are physical self-discipline? You know, I, I know godly is more important, but yep. there's also the physical self-discipline. You know, are we? Um, yeah, I mean, it's the word discipline, right? So yep. <laughs> discipline isn't fun. I mean, a lot of times, you know, we're having to like give ourselves a pep talk in the moment or beat ourselves, mm. our heads, our minds into submission, say, no, I need to do this because this is the right thing to do. This is what God's calling me to do. This is what's good for me. This is what's good for my mm. family. You know, being self-disciplined is not easy. It's not. But lots of ways we need to be disciplined. I don't think we really like talking about that one because neither of us have a lot to say. Yeah, I, well, it's just, I, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. Everyone knows what it means. It's just, are you going to do it? Yeah. You have a decision. Am I going to do it or am I going to make excuses to not do it? Yeah. And this is where we get into what we talked about last week, right? Having mentors and other people in your life to Helps. help you yep. stay accountable to what God's calling you to do. Yeah. And I could be like, hey, Michael, you know, you shouldn't do that. Or, hey, Ben, you know, what are you doing over well, there? Well, and, and to be self-disciplined, <clears throat> to be responsible, it takes work. It does. It's not easy. It's not – so many men want to check out of life and just go with the flow hmm. and kind of just, you know, just live and just kind of walk through life. And being self-disciplined and being responsible takes work and it takes effort. And, you know, I, I saw a quote recently that said, um, oh, man, I just lost it. Uh, Come on, let's pull it out of here. Apathy makes excuses. Ooh. Yeah. And passion finds a way. Yeah. I've apathy seen that around. makes yep. excuses and passion finds a way. It's like apathy, laziness. Not wanting, you know, checking out of things, just kind of, you know, getting home from work or getting home from from church or whatever and just sitting on the couch or going into your room to play video games or whatever. it's so nice and relaxed. It is. It is. But it's – is it healthy? Is it good for your family? Is it good for your community? Is it good for your your work? Is it – you know, is it good? Um, Because self-discipline is hard and it takes work. Yep. So we got two more quick ones. A biblical man is full of integrity. And we kind of touched base on this, tied yeah, into another one. a little bit. I love this proverb. Again, another one of my favorite verses. <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs 10, 9. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. Yeah, that's powerful. But he who makes his weights crooked will be found out. Mm. Hey, when you don't do things the right way, it may work out for a day. It may work out for a few yeah. years. It may work out for a decade, but it will eventually catch up to you. One, well, the other thing is to, even if it's a long time and you feel mm-hmm. like you're getting away with it, whatever it is, it's eating away at you. Yeah. The because you, you know in your heart, you know in your mind that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah. And so it's going to eat away with it at you, even though you think you're getting away with it. Yeah. Even though you mm. think that nobody knows, even though you think mm. that this is just between me and God, the reality is if you're doing something wrong, if it's going to eat away at the inside of you and you're, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to embrace and live in the freedom that the yeah. gospel has given us. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to integrity, like this is one of the ways that God uses us to really grow us spiritually because 
integrity is all about what we do a lot of times when nobody else can see us, right? Yeah. But when we can say yes to God and no to sin and have integrity, you know, that strengthens our inner man. We're transformed, you know, from one degree of glory to another. And that strengthens us so that the next time, you know, we're, we're even just more capable and more yeah. in tune with God and able to say no to And that could look like a bunch of different things. You know, that could be stealing something. That could be, you know, pornography. That could be, you know, other things in your private life. Embezzling. Embezzling. You know, being yeah. dishonest about other things. Yeah. Lying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, $5 here, $10 there, no big deal. Yeah. But it does affect you. Then last one, a biblical man perseveres. Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. There's definitely spiritual, eternal rewards there. And I think it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get tired. It's easy to get weary. Um, Just talk about being a dad, right? I mean, there's so much to do. We're exhausted, tired. We want to maybe be passive. We want to be lazy at times. But if we persevere, I can't talk, persevere, persevere, (laughs) you know, keep striving forward, you know, good things will come. Yeah, I think of a farmer. Farmers is mm. a lot of work. Well, it's not as much as it used to be because they got all these fancy machines now. Yeah. Still a lot um, of hours, though. But during that time yeah. when this was written, because it's talking about, you know, what's doing good in due season will reap, you know, if we do not give up. And you think of farming and you mm. and look at that analogy. And farming is a lot of work. Yeah. And you, there, it takes a long time, you know, uh, several months before you really see – a harvest in in vineyards it can take years and yeah. orchards it can take years before you see a harvest yeah. before you reap any of the benefits of your labors yeah. and so it's so easy to say well it's just not worth it i can go buy apples at the store i can buy yeah. go buy grapes at mm. the store like we, we 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 begin to realize like there's other things that we can do that maybe you know and then this is just an analogy obviously i'm not saying you can't buy apples from yeah. the store um but <laughs> In our life, you know, it might be easier. This is when I see with parents a lot. It's easier to grab a phone and put it in front of your kid's face and Mm. say, here, than it is to listen to them cry, listen to them whine, listen to them, you know, not be happy about something. And, like, that's a big pet peeve of mine personally that I try really hard not to do. And you guys do a good job Am I perfect at this? No. But I try really hard. Like, even this morning. This morning, kids got up. I'm still asleep. (laughs) Rachel brings in Cody Ray into my room. And the first thing I do, because I'm still asleep and trying to wake up, is I turn the TV on. I turn on Barney for 30 minutes. You know, and I know that she's probably going to get another hour to two hours of TV today. Just because we're in the terrible twos. We're in this season of... And we're trying really hard not to do that because it's so easy. Like it's going and getting an apple from the store instead of growing your own tree. But in the long run, if you can grow your own tree and you can reap the harvest off of that tree, instead, you're not going to have to go to the store all the time. And it's it's that status of instant gratification instead of seeing longevity 
and yeah. seeing the end result in mind. And that's just one analogy. Yeah. There, There's so many other yeah. things. And even sticking with the farming thing, we have friends back in Illinois, a big tornado just whipped through, you know, I forget how many acres, but uh, a lot of acres. And they lost, you know, all their crop in a certain mm. area because of tornado. And as farmer, you persevere. You may have a bad couple years. It yeah. might, you just never know. Uh, the ups and downs and trials and tribulations and things that will come. Well, and you got to keep the long game in perspective, yep. not the short here mm-hmm. and now in the moment. You've got to think, what is this going to affect? How is this going to take place? What's going to happen 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now? Yep. The decisions that I'm making today. Yep. Got to persevere. Yeah. Well, man, I feel like we could. I still got more stuff I want to say, but I <laughs> yeah, know we're approaching know, right? a, you know, half oh, an hour here. Yeah. But as always, it's great hanging out with you uh, guys every single Thursday. And today we wrestled with the question: What does it look like to be a biblical man? These are just a few of the things yep. that uh, we had talked about today. And next week we're going to look at what does it mean to be a biblical woman. We'll have some guests join us uh, to help us with that yeah. topic. Um, so it'll be a great podcast. And as always, if you guys have things you want us to chat, chat about, let us know. We'd love to hear from you and we cannot wait to hang out with you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you were encouraged today and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org.